But this last week, week and a half, whenever the news came out, I got some real good, real good news amidst all of this, bro. Some fan favorites, some NBA legends, some of my favorite players watching growing up. Some guys I hold very dear to me, you know what I'm saying? My boy Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. My boy Timmy D, Tim Duncan from the Virgin Islands. And my boy KG, you know what I'm saying? These men are now Hall of Famers. You feel me? Three guys that have had an enormous impact on the game, right? Three guys that are very different from each other. Three guys that are all similar in the fact that they shared a common greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about Timmy Duncan. People forget how good this man is. Like, I was looking at a side by side of their stats, him and Kobe. Like, it's a real debate on who had the better career. <laughs> That's a real conversation. Tim Duncan, two MVPs, uh, five championships. Uh, Kobe Bryant, one MVP. Uh, four four championships, right? He got five. He got five. Dang, five apiece. That's crazy, bro. This is just this is the it, elites. You know what I'm saying? KG, KG got his one in there. You know what I'm saying? He took his, you know. Yeah, um, if he was in a better situation, if he got to play with a pop or something, he would have definitely had multiple championships. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny now that we're mentioning KG's only downfall is he was playing against Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant in that stacked Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? Going head-to-head against Tim Duncan in playoff rounds every single year and honestly losing most times than none because at some point they always have to had to meet. You know what I mean? I was going to say, that's crazy because these guys are all intertwined. They've all met in the deep playoffs or in the mm-hmm. finals. They've all had their battles. Um, Tim Duncan obviously had that big three and had Admiral when he came in. Always had a good team with him. Never had a losing season. Always in the playoffs. You know I mean? Kobe doing it, finding ways to get it done, whether it was with Shaq or Pau Gasol in the Twin Towers with him and Bynum. Mm -hmm. And then KG, who had a a long but real cherishing path, and we saw that come to a climax with the moment. What did he say? Uh, when he won that championship, that first championship in Boston? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> nah, yeah, like it's just, it's just real. It was real reminiscent of the long road he traveled, man. It was just him and Starberry, Stefan Marbury out in Minnesota for a long time. They were getting buckets, but the team was trash. Then that Facts. team did him dirty. He's still speaking bad about them to this day. Yeah, this man, that, that was hilarious. He was like, I don't do business with no snakes called out the owner i think it was glenn rice he called out man yeah i think so so it's just like you can tell it, it was just a culmination he's a very passionate one of the most passionate players we talking about oh, yeah. guys that have like that ticker that doesn't go russell westbrook 1000 miles per hour all the time kg oh, was yeah. built of the same mold like cut from the same cloth oh yeah i mean listen kg you know what i'm saying pre pre-game every single time he's beating his head into the uh into the Underneath the rim, whatever it is, the padding underneath the rim, you know what I'm saying? He's getting the crowd hype, you know? And you got to understand, like, Kobe, specifically Kobe, KG, they came into the league young, both out of high school, you know what I mean? And we watched them grow, like, we grew up with them. They came in before we were born, you know what I'm saying? And, like, Timmy D, you know what I'm saying? He came senior out of college, but nonetheless shows off that winning Virgin Islands pedigree. Uh, Point being... Point being, though, you know, they're all superstars in their own right. Tim Duncan, a different type of superstar than KG. KG, a different type of superstar than Kobe, man. But they all made their lasting impact in the league. When we refer to those type of guys, we're saying future Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, man. We can finally say that, you know, they're finally in that Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Well deserved.
But that said, we got a real dope pod for y'all on the way. It's a pleasure we come here during this corona being able to put some flavor in y'all ears, you know what I'm saying? So appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Keep it locked. I got what you like. I know what you like. I got what you love. I am your plug. Really on the plug. Really on the plug. Really on the plug. And we are back. Back. <laughs> Let's go back again. Another episode of the Hoop Plug. This is 27. Yes, sir. I mean, 27 illustrious episodes. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, It's been an awesome time so far. We appreciate y'all giving us an ear. Facts. And I hope you enjoy listening to this pod half as much as we enjoy making it. So with that said, we're going to jump right into it. We're talking about the NBA draft a lot. We're talking about the NBA draft. Hey, man. Season, we don't know when it's coming back or if it's coming back, but Facts. there is something to look forward to. The NBA draft is a little over two months away. June 25th, I do declare. I'm going to stop saying that. <laughs> June 25th, though. <laughs> no, no, you know what I'm saying? The, off, the office got to get its love. The office got to get its love. I feel it. I feel it. That's facts. I mean, I was watching it last <laughs> night, so I guess it's still in my head. There's been a lot of talk about this class, bro. How how you feeling about the 2020 NBA class? Yo, I mean, it's very, very uh, top heavy. You feel me? They got some. Uh, they got some stars, man. You know what I'm saying? They got a couple guys who they have the opportunity to really make an impact in the NBA off off the jump and in the long term. Really be potential, like the guys we were mentioning earlier, Hall of Famers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, they are definitely top heavy, right? We we got the obvious names, Lamelo Ball. It doesn't get much bigger than that. This guy's been a mm-hmm. superstar since the age of sixteen. Um, Anthony Edwards, a big time player out of Georgia, Atlanta's own. Those are the two headliners in this draft class, I'd say. I mean, Obi oh, Toppin, can't forget someone that's a little bit. Go ahead. Can't forget my boy uh, James Wiseman. Wiseman. James Wiseman. Okay, yeah, James Wiseman from Memphis. Cole Anthony, another big name, UNC product. This class, like you said, is top heavy, but I don't think, and it's been the consensus amongst what I've been reading online, this is not really a can't-miss draft. We don't have Facts. a Zion Williamson. We don't have a LeBron James. There's no Facts. generational talent here, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be a bunch of really good players that are going to be tearing up the league next year. Most F, most F. And a lot of, one that's a lot of people are excited to watch, LaMelo Ball, man. Uh, he He tore up Australia this past season, and... The guy's really, you know, the guy's really been making an impact. We all know about LaMelo. I think everyone that follows basketball has been flooded with LaMelo Ball's highlights, whether it be overtime or Bleacher Report or anyone else. Um, <laughs> Facts. You know, that Ball family splashed onto the scene with Zoe coming into the league two years ago. But, bro, can we acknowledge how much of a boss move it was boss. to play for a team, right? You're going to go overseas, play for a team. When rookie or first year player of the year and then buy the team OG boss move that's facts bro this man Lamelo said you know what although I'm going to the league I'm not gonna forget y'all I'm not leaving y'all behind you know what I'm saying Ohana means family feel me <laughs> and Lamelo ball he said you know I like Australia you know it was a nice vacation home for the future so Maybe that's what it is when he uh, maybe that had an impact when he made his decision in purchasing this team. But nonetheless, boss move, 18.6, 18 and a half years old. You know what I'm saying? The guy's young. The guy's able to buy a franchise. That shit is goals. Feel me? That is facts. 
I'm wondering where he got the money. I know I know he's been a superstar for a while now, you know what I mean? And he has been a professional for a while as well, meaning that he could get paid off of his likeness, his images, his autographs, all that. Facts. Um, what I will say is this. I know he didn't make no money off that big baller league. That's for sure. I know that's not where it came from. So <laughs> we could we could rule that one out. <laughs> yeah. Let's take it on to the court with LaMelo. Like, we all talked about the stardom. He's going to bring that to any team he goes for. He's going to put fans in the seats. That's That's for sure. But he's also a problem on the court, man. We saw him starting off in the Drew League, getting buckets against grown men. He continued that overseas in Australia. Was not a victim. Did not shy up under the pressure of playing against grown men. Um, He balled out, man. He's a 6'7 guy. He has true court vision. Pass likes Lonzo. Score a little bit better. True range. You know what I mean? This guy was pulled (laughs) from half court in high school, so you know he's got the range. Yeah, the kid can can shoot lights out. And uh, on top of that, man, he can really make – he can make guys around him better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was able to, like, take that, you know what I'm saying, not very known Australian team and give them some wins. I mean, they weren't very good overall, but he was able to get the fans behind them. He was able to get some popularity behind them. And you know what? In the NBA, that's enough to make a difference, get some very good other players with you. And if he ends up to make that transition from the type of player he's been in the NBL, you know, he can he can definitely, like, make an impact in this league in the future. Yeah, and he has a little bit of a Zion element to where it's just you're going to want to see what he does. He's not mm-hmm. having these crazy dunks that Zion does. He does it in a different way. It's more of that initial Steph Curry energy that he used to give, you know what I mean, where he's crossing yep. people up 30 feet behind the line and actually just pulling pulling daggers. So uh, it's going to be exciting. He's one of the crea- he's going to be the creative most creative player in this class like just the way he gets his shots off and the chances he takes in game. He has no conscience. And I think he has the most upside in the league because of it. Uh, yeah. Upside in the draft because of it. Who's uh, who's next on your list? Anyone you want to talk about next? Man, I really like James Wiseman. Obviously, we know he got into those early early NCAA troubles at, at Memphis. And like we kind of didn't really get to see how he played for the rest of the season. That ended up being cut short anyways, but... You know, I really like James Wiseman from Memphis. Um, you know, you're hearing a lot. Cole Anthony, baller as well, but kind of similar situation, got injured. Um, but still was able to put on a show, kind of show us where what he's about. Anthony Edwards, another name that, you know, definitely could ball. Um, bunch of, I mean, there's a few guys who really, you know, I think they could make an impact. Like four or five guys, definitely a handful of guys who can make an impact in their first year in the league. Yeah, as you said, top heavy, and I like all the guys you mentioned. Uh, just going back down the list, James Wiseman already got the NBA body. He's gonna put on size with age, and um, he's already there, like a DeAndre Jordan, Mitchell Robinson type, seven yep. footer, good frame, can really run the floor, finish and athletic around the rim, rebounds well. He was averaging twenty points, three blocks, and twelve or eleven rebounds in his first two games before he got suspended. Cole Anthony, another guy with the NBA frame. Baby Westbrook right there um, <laughs> with a better shot. So that could be scary Death. if he's able to find his pace, which can be harder for point guards because they got a lot to learn. They're running a team as well as looking for their own shots. So there's a lot for them. One guy you didn't mention, OB Toppin out of Dayton. This guy was actually NCAA player of the year. He won the award last week. Guy's a bucket, bro. He's a model of consistency, averaging 20 points all season, leading Dayton to the number one record in the NCAA. Very slept on because we missed the whole tournament. We forget yeah. that these guys' seasons was all cut short too. Like, March Madness and a lot of these tournament games didn't even take place. So a lot of these guys that can actually make the name for themselves in the tournament when the pressure is at its highest didn't get that opportunity. But Obi Toppin was one guy that carried his squad the entire year. 
He's a 6'9 guy. He reminds me of Kyle Kuzma a lot. Uh, questionable on defense just like Kuz, but can really shoot 39% from the clip and uh, can get to the basket too. So, yeah, like I, th- I think it's funny to it's funny that you mentioned that because the NCAA tournament would have actually just ended last week if it wasn't for this whole corona pandemic. And we'd actually probably be seeing what these guys could do. We'd be talking about, you know, who was able to make an impact, who was able to show themselves as the true, like, top dog in this tournament. And because of the whole corona thing, like, right now we're just asking all the questions instead of, like, kind of normally around this time of year we'd be able to have those answers. Facts, facts. There's a lot that these guys get to show. And two other guys, I, I do want to talk about Anthony Edwards. He's probably going to go top four, top three maybe. Um, he's 6'5", 225. The man is a load, right? He can get to the bucket <laughs> almost in a Zion-type fashion. He's got guys bouncing all off of him when he drives to the lane. Obviously, he's not Zion, and I don't mean to make that comparison, but just the way he was so physically head and shoulders above the competition on the collegiate level reminded you of that. Yeah. Um, Shot still needs to be developed. Defensive IQ needs to be developed, but he's got the tools. Like I said, supremely athletic, 6'5", and like a load. Like this guy is going to be a problem physically from day one in the league. A couple guys we mentioned last year, like uh, Tyrese Maxey, if you recall. Mm. He was was big on our list coming out of high school. He's projected right now to go around top 10, top 15 as well. He had a decent season at... At Kentucky, but unfortunately, one of the problems of going to one of these huge programs is you don't really get a chance to shine as much as say another other players who are in smaller programs. You know, like you mentioned, an Obi Toppin from Dayton, who's able to kind of have NBA type numbers, where it's a system where one guy's allowed to thrive, opposed to a North a UNC, a Duke, um, you already a Kentucky. They're more like a player being plugged into the system. You know what I mean? Yeah, you hit on something big right there. And all in all, man, this is um there's a lot of guys that we're going to look out for in this draft, but this is more of a fit class. Teams are going to be drafting primarily based off need, not based on this can't miss potential. So um that brings with it a lot of opportunity for trades. So I think this is going to be a very active draft. You might see a lot of trades happen on the day of draft day. Yeah, and given the Warriors position, um you know, we didn't really get a chance to mention kind of let's uh, let's link the two topics together. So the Warriors, obviously, you know, we know they're going to be nasty next year. And we know they got Steph and Clay and all those guys coming back. But they were absolutely horrid this year. And then no matter how good they're going to be next year, they're still bad enough to get a lottery pick. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk. You want to go into that? Yeah, man. So they have been bad, right? They are owners of the NBA's worst record as we stand right now. So uh, I even if we do play and the NBA does finish 6, 10, uh, the rest of the 18 games remaining, I don't really see that changing. Um, so <laughs> unless they let Steph. Actually, let me. Go ahead. You got to put a congratulations. You played yourself right after you say they're owners of the worst record in the NBA. Oh, I don't know if they played themselves. I think that was part of the plan, bro. Steph Clay, <laughs> sit down. Let me get this first round pick. Oh, shit, true. I mean, damn, that's all they needed, right? Shit, they don't even need nobody, but damn, if they get a James Wiseman, that fills in their missing spot at center, and, like, that's that's a scary team. It is a scary team. So with coming and having the worst record in this new NBA lottery system, um, that means the worst pick they'll have will be number five, and that obviously could be as good as getting the number one overall pick next year. So Dub Nation, there's been a lot of reports coming out of their camp talking about 
them reportedly being out on a lot of the top draft picks, including LaMelo Ball and James Wiseman. Dang. Now, this could just be all talk. It's anonymous sources, so, you know, that that never means too much. And that's kind of that's kind of interesting given, like, the situation that they were, they're in. We've always known the Warriors to be opportunist, and no matter how good they are, always taking the next opportunity and jumping at an opportunity that – one, may spark headlines, and two, make their franchise better. So it's interesting that they mentioned that. I mean, who would they go for? I guess a more safe pick, someone who has like a, a, a higher ceiling? I don't, I don't know because a LaMelo Ball, a James Wiseman kind of seems like the, the, the kind of people you want to pick in these situations. Not The Warriors don't need LaMelo, but I mean like an Obi Toppin, a James Wiseman, someone to fit that kind of like and center Obi role. An Obi Toppin you know? definitely makes sense. Um the thing is, the top of this draft, other than James Wisen, is not very defensive, right? Cole Anthony, yep. LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and who was the last guy that I'm missing? Other Obi. than Wiseman. LaMelo. And Obi Toppin, all big question marks, yeah. All big question marks with those guys on their defense. James Wiseman, yeah. averaging three blocks, but the question about him has been the motor. Uh, he only played two games, so he wasn't really able to shake the bad reputation he caught from high school with being an unmotivated, just supremely talented seven-footer. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? A lot of that, when you're seven-foot, obviously, you can get away with working a little less. Of so course. I don't know if that's and there's any validity to that, but that's that was the story on him coming out of high school. Um, I'm looking at the Bob Myers and Steve Kerr's of the world in this Warriors organization to use this time off, right? They just got two months off, <laughs> extra months off, that the NBA is usually wrapping up their regular season. Yep, they're using that time. I guarantee to look deep into their draft boards, right? A lot yeah. of times, right, the best players in the draft outside of the can't miss once in a generation Zion's and LeBron's. A lot of times, those guys aren't drafted in the lottery. Look at Pascal Siakam, drafted twenty seventh. Yeah. I mean, you look at Kawhi Leonard, drafted fifteenth overall. Right? You can obviously find real gems, real hidden talents. It happens every draft. Deep lower outside of the lottery so i'm looking at the warriors to take a holistic approach to this see what's out there and and really hone in on who they think can really develop in that warrior system now you're 100 right you're 100 right and the thing is they're willing to do it because you got to understand not so long ago steph was a very hated on prospect from davidson a small college who you know was overlooked. He said he could, you know, score the crap out of the ball, but most people said he was too small, and, you know, they took the chance on him, and look who they got. You Look what they got out of it. So I think you're 100% right, man, and the Warriors front office, whatever it is, they're doing something right. So uh, this and is a scary time. <laughs> it is, and Kirk came out with this quote. He said, you can't limit yourself to the top five or six guys you think are clear-cut to be the best because chances are overwhelming that those things are not going to end up how they are planned. So – I could see a very real scenario where the Warriors trade their top five pick into either moving later in the draft or skipping out on the draft completely and picking a win-now player to put around Steph, Clay, and Draymond. That makes Who knows, sense bro? To me. Andrew Wiggins could still be traded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> not a surefire thing that he will start the season with the Warriors next year. If you're not Steph, Clay, or Draymond, it is not safe for you. You feel me? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, but with that being said, though, also wouldn't be a bad move if they traded later into the draft, got a player who just so happened to be just as good as any of those guys in the top five and paid them less money because they're already, you know, they're already shelling out a lot of cash. So, that's true. Another good point.
when we're talking about the NBA coming back, it's really become a waiting game for Kamish Silver. All right, he said that no decision will be made until at least next month, May 1st, at the earliest. There has been good news with the MLB. They are planning to proceed with their MLB season, getting players back into camp next month and starting their regular season sometime in mid-June. So, Faraz, how do you feel about the chances of the NBA returning in 2020? Man, I definitely want to see it. I hope so. I mean, I'd probably have to push back next season to like Christmas time. But hey, um, I'm with it. I'm for all of it. You know, I miss basketball. I miss sports in general. And I want to see it. Now, with that being said, how likely do I think it is? Um, We're nearing like we're nearing like almost what 10 weeks quarantine with however many weeks of quarantine it's been so far you know and no signs of it letting up so i want to be hopeful you know what i'm saying i want to say it's back by june do we see it this year but i don't know what i think what i think they sh- could do or they probably would do i could see them playing the playoffs sometime in july sometimes in sometime in august if it you know if things have kind of cleared up by then i would love to see it that that would definitely be my dream you know so yeah, and it, uh, like uh, the NBA has come out and said the, the the drop dead date for playoffs to start or the NBA finals to start. Not sure which one of the two it was, but that that date was Labor Day. So there is a bit of a runway here for them to get this season in. Um, but like I said, I think it is encouraging. It is a good sign that the MLB has decided to start the season or t- they're going to try to start the season um, without fans in the stands at one central location there in Arizona. I mean, that has been the thought about or tossed around plan for the NBA. Send everyone to Las Vegas and start this season <laughs> from a couple gyms, just isolating the players and the media from everything else. Um, yeah. News from Dr. Fauci, who's been like the lead doctor on all this. I'm sure y'all have all seen him talking at the president's um, press conferences. But he's saying, and it was a huge change in tone. But it's went under the radar. I don't think the media is trying to run with it too much to get everyone's hopes up. Mm-hmm. He was saying that April might do it, quarantine-wise. Like, after quarantine through April 31st. There's 31 days in April, right? <laughs> 30, I think. All right. <laughs> after <laughs> quarantining through the end of April, that might be it. That might be able to slow the curve enough to get reopen the economy, reopen businesses. And if that happens... That also means that there's widespread testing. There's been this new 15-minute test, not to get too scientific on y'all, but I think we are approaching the climax, the peak of this. Um, So I'm a little encouraged. I definitely feel better than I did a week ago about my optimism, and I'm a little optimistic about us actually having the rest of the NBA season in playoffs. that were recently inducted to the Hall of Fame. We're going to start with another, none other than Kevin Maurice Grant, also known as the big ticket, you know what I'm saying, Celtic legend, Timberwolf legend. I think it's unarguable. Carl Towns may pass him. He has a chance, but he's the best Timberwolf player of all time as of now. One of the best Celtics of all time. NBA champion. 
just a just a true legend, an icon, an OG man, Kevin Garnett. Like that's just, facts. OG part cannot be underestimated. You well. know, like bro, the OG part needs to be super emphasized. Like the man is just the dude is just he, the type of respect everyone who comes against him in the league has for Kevin Garnett. You know what I'm saying? The dude is just just a beast. You know what I'm saying? He's a beast, man. Passion that could not be contained. A defensive, one of the best defenders, I think, in NBA history, man. The way he communicated as well as protecting the rim. He could switch on the guards. He could. Be, he was a problem on the block. He could shoot and handle better than I ever think he got credit for. Bro, people um, sleep. He was a really good free throw shooter. Shot almost 80% for his career. Like, that slept on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just a true, complete basketball player. The guy's a true professional, you feel me? Word. So it's going to be good to see KG in the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Yeah, mean, man. He came into the league mad young. You know what I'm saying? He really made a name for himself. Like you said, you mentioned. Guy has all the rewards, has everything on his acumen, everything you know that most people want to achieve in their career. Just really made his mark on the defensive end. Like The guy's going to be remembered forever, especially now that he's in the Hall of Fame. And next up on this list, man, someone who I hold very dear to my heart, you know what I'm saying? Someone who's repping a place that most people don't hear about, you know what I'm saying? St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, Tim Duncan, a Hall of Famer. Now we could finally say we got an NBA Hall of Famer from the Virgin Islands. My man, Tim Duncan. You know, all types of awards, you know what I'm saying? He's a, like we mentioned before, five-time NBA champion, three-time NBA Finals MVP, two-time NBA MVP. You know what I'm saying? 15-time NBA All-Star. NBA All-Star Game MVP. 10-time All-NBA First Team. 3-time All-NBA Second Team. 8-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. You know what I'm saying? Like, NBA Rookie of the Year. The awards go on and on. USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't even get me started on college. Feel me? Like, people sleep on Timmy. All-time athlete. All-time person. You know what I mean? Slept Bro. on Defender. It feels like he's been doing it forever. He made forever. the bench shot cool. This guy has never missed the playoffs. This guy has been the consummate pro, the consummate teammate. I mean, he made Popovich what he is. He made the and Spurs what they the are. the first one to tell you that. Popovich the first one to tell you that. Bro, Tim Duncan is the definition of slow and steady wins the race. You feel me? Like no mm. matter how many times he's like in the in the clutch moment, in a in a high pressure moment, got mad defense all over him, two three people draped all over him. He has you know the peace of mind, the calmness to just you know take his time, get the ball in position, do his little drop step hook shot bucket whenever you need it, or if he needs. Drop the shoulder, fade away off the glass. That's Timmy, man. You know what I'm saying? And that shit's going to be in, enshrined in history forever. You feel me? Yeah, like, let's not forget, too. This guy was multiple times all NBA first team defense. You know what I mean? Like, he could barely Eight get off times. the ground, but would still block your shot. You know what like, feel it, me? It was crazy. It was crazy. Bro, he played, he was a player in the NBA for 19 years, and he was all NBA 15 times. 16 times, excuse me. He, or excuse me, 15 times, yeah. He was eight-time NBA All-Defensive first team, seven-time NBA All-Defensive second team. Literally, like, the guy, not only did he do it on the offensive end, he did it on the defensive end, and not only that, the guy was a winner. He just did not lose. Like He was a winner. He had a bright IQ. That's another slept-on facet of Timmy D, um, and that's really going to help him now that he's handling the clipboard on the sidelines. Um, Facts. Just, just a... 
a Hall of Famer. Uh, sustained excellence. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I think about Tim Duncan. Just sustained greatness and sustained excellence. Just the ultimate professional, bro. Like, and on top of that, the 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 uh, the most quiet superstar. You know what I'm saying? The guy is like the ultimate superstar. He's exactly what you want. Quiet, not causing any problems in the locker room. Giving you what he does every single night on a consistent basis. And the guy doesn't lose. Like the guy shows up, like straight up. And you know, He's that's a quiet something he can superstar. Oh god. No, I was gonna say that's something he could ha- hang his hat on. You know, he showed up to work yeah. every day and did what he had to do. <laughs> also, a quiet leader. I mean, his demeanor, him not wanting the spotlight, him not wanting to take every last shot, is the biggest reason why San Antonio was able to never miss the playoffs while he was on the roster. It's the never biggest reason it. why they won five championships. Is because he always passed out of the double team. Always. He was okay with just scoring 18. This man could have averaged 29. He could have averaged 30. There was t- and don't forget there was times he where was he selfless. There was times where he did that when he had to, you feel me? Don't do yourselves a disjustice by lo- just looking at his stats. I know he only averaged 19 over his career, but the numbers don't do it justice. An ultimate winner. One of his his problems were more the longevity of his career. But he had seasons. He had one season, you know, he's putting up 25. He consistently put up 23, 22, 21 over the first eight, nine years of his career. And on top of that, gave you double doubles. You know what I'm saying? You're 100% right, though. The stats don't really say it all for Tim Duncan. The greatest power forward of all time. That That's what he is. And, uh, I think that's one of the universal ones. Like, people can debate who the greatest point guard is. People can debate who the greatest small forward is and center. They can't debate the power forward spot. He's got that, that number four Duncan's. locked up. Facts. Bro, just his nicknames. Timmy, the big fundamental. Groundhog Day. Old Man Riverwalk. The Stone Buddha. <laughs> you feel me? That's just off the top. Lord knows what other nicknames he's accumulated over the years. But that's Timmy, man. Goat from the Virgin Islands. Proud to say I'm from St. Croix. Born and raised out there. You know what I'm saying? Timmy, much love. Much love. And now we got to talk about the Mamba. Got to go that way. Eight, five-time champion, two-time finals MVP, 18-time All-Star, four-time NBA Ooh. All-Star game MVP. That award, the All-Star MVP, is now named after the Bean because Some of light. his greatness. We're talking Some about light. a 15-times All-NBA guy, 12-times All-NBA defensive. Uh-huh. Two times he led the league in scoring, you know what I mean? And to tack on... Not to mention a dunk contest champ and two gold medals in the Olympics. This guy did it all. You know what I mean? He packed a full lifetime into just over 40 years of living. We're talking about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, man. And uh, for a long time, the GOAT, really the the second best player in history, you know what I'm saying, really was the second coming of Michael. Um, The guy Kobe Bryant, his impact went way further than the basketball court man and you know it's only right that he's now enshrined in the hall of fame where he deserves he deserves to be he's going to be there forever where he's going to be able to be appreciated and respected for not only the basketball player but kobe bryant the human being you know what i'm saying uh yeah he's 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 immortalized into the hall of fame he's immortalized uh he's left back so much not to mention 20 years of greatness on the court um, so much outside of that, so much with the Mamba Academies, what he's done for women's basketball, what he's done for the image and just motivating people inside and outside of sports, man. Um, this guy, 
has been a model for our generation. Uh, like I said, probably the most impactful athlete of our generation, most impactful athlete of the last 50 years. You have to probably have to go back to like Muhammad Ali to think about someone that was on his level for real in terms of really making people feel something. So, um, well-deserved Mamba is now a hall of famer. Yeah, man. And, uh, you, you couldn't have said any better that better than that. Rest in peace, the Mamba, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's going to keep that Mamba energy for you. And, uh, He's up there watching. He's up there watching. You feel me? That's it. And that wraps up another episode of The Hoop Club. Yes, sir. Thank you for keeping it locked and rocking with us. Stay tuned for another podcast. Till then, keep up with us on social. Instagram is hoop underscore plug underscore. Yes, sir. You already know. Put some flavor in here. I get